Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of the See the World Differently podcast with Oceanscape Yachts. It's me, Rebecca, and this month we're joined by another fantastic guest. Uh, her name is Roselle of the Traveling Island Girl, and I was first introduced to Roselle through uh, Sarah Greaves Gabadon of Jet Set Sarah. She was on the podcast a few months ago, and uh, that was kind of right when COVID sort of hit, and Sarah was doing these amazing like Friday afternoon chats on Instagram live with other um, travel industry professionals who have obviously been affected by COVID-19. And um, they kind of had a cocktail and Rizal was sharing with us all about St. Martin and the surrounding Caribbean islands. And I just I immediately started following everything she does because um, she's a fount of knowledge, if especially if you want to go to St. Martin, but also with other um, surrounding Caribbean islands. She travels abroad quite frequently as well, pre-COVID-19, uh, and it was just a pleasure to chat to really about the travel industry, how things are changing with this new landscape, what it's like for some of these smaller islands to be reopening to tourism. Um, obviously, you know, there's mixed emotions about it all. So uh, I really hope you enjoy this episode. It was a pleasure to speak with Roselle. If you're not following her already, her blog, Instagram, all her social channels, please check her out, thetravelingislandgirl.com. Um, that's traveling with one L <laughs> for my Canadian and UK followers. Um, and yeah, I just really hope you enjoy this chat because it was interesting to speak to somebody who's um, based on these islands that obviously gets like an overflow of tourism, which is great for their economy, but also can come with, um, you know, some backlash on, especially right now with health and safety, um, of course, with um, the envi environmental impact story of mass tourism. And, you know, this is one of her, um, her core beliefs too, you know, is making sure that we're sustainably traveling when we do go abroad. So uh, I encourage you to listen to this. And um, if you are interested in chartering there or, you know, even looking into it, Rizal will be a great source of information for you. And of course, this location is really close to our heart because it is such a high um, traffic spot for um, yachting in general. You know, the St. Bart's Buckets there. We were talking before we started recording. There's so many other events that happen in there around the marinas, especially in these island chains where there's so many different places um, that you can see kind of in one trip. So it's really fantastic to have someone on who's based there. Um, I could feel the sun through the <laughs> through the podcast. So enjoy this mini break with us. And if you aren't already subscribed on iTunes or Google Play, I encourage you to do so. You won't have to get the reminders from me to go download the episode or tune in. It'll just automatically pop up when a new one shows up every month. So without further ado, here's result and enjoy. Okay, so today we're on with Rizelle. You may know her as the Traveling Island Girl. Uh, love that handle, by the way, because it just makes me want to have your life right now. Um, and we're chatting about um, a lot of different stuff, actually. So when we hopped on the call, we've actually spent the better part of 20 minutes or so just chatting. <laughs> but now we're going to let you in on the conversation. So uh, before we get too far, Rizelle, if you want to just let everyone know... Um, kind of how you got started. You you have a very successful Instagram page, lots of followers, your blog, YouTube channel. Share a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, well, thanks for having me, by the way. No, um, pleasure. You know, I hope everybody's having a great day. Uh, I am. It's sunny and here in the Caribbean. What else is new? Oh, yes. So to start off, <laughs> no, not to make anybody jealous. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> um, wow, where should I start? I think I, I can start at the beginning, I guess. Um uh, you know, I have to giggle when you say that I'm super uh, um, successful on Instagram because I've been working my butt off for the past five years. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A 
thousand and then at two thousand and you know and you know when you when you now I'm at five thousand and it's still not even close enough to what I'm supposed to be at to be starting making a difference I feel personally but that aside um how I started and it actually started you wouldn't believe that um with a midlife crisis okay <laughs> this is how all of this started um I was turning 40 and I was feeling like my life wasn't going in the direction that I wanted my travels were all you know whatever my husband where wanted to go to wherever he wanted to stay whatever he wanted to do I was one of those people pleasers I still am okay and um I think I just got myself into that situation where I'm like you know what enough is enough I gotta start doing this for myself there's so many destinations that I've always wanted to visit and um didn't because I'd rather go to where somebody else was uh going to right um so I started focusing on a little bit of uh solo travel and um you know doing it all on my own if my husband didn't want to come with then too bad for him okay um that kind of thing and then from there you know with the whole midlife crisis thing came the writing as well I never I may have written in my diary in the past, but um, never like this. So I think I had to just a lot of emotions and feelings that I had to get out. And, you know, blogging is the best therapy ever. Mm-hmm. And it costs next to nothing. So why not? Yeah. So that's how the whole blog started. And then from the blog, it kind of like uh, started, the rock started rolling down the hill and becoming <laughs> a bigger rock and a bigger rock. And now <laughs> I have a YouTube channel and I'm blogging and blogging. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started. That's amazing. So you did, um, you mentioned before you did have sort of some foray in travel, like work travel, right? Before you started doing this. No, other than, you know, uh, the companies that I've worked with in the past, like for my job, um, traveling for my job and traveling for pleasure. No, I never, I never did anything of travel writing of any sort or, um, or anything. This is all new to me. And English is actually not even my first language. Okay. Okay. So blog and you blog all in English or do you do any? It's all, no, it's all in English. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that must have taken you a while though, right? Like getting your uh, thoughts and feelings no, down? No, actually, I've always been very good with languages. I speak four fluently and um, uh, English was always the one that I dominated the best. Okay. And it has come now to the point that I even dominated better than my own language, which is documental. Okay. And this is so weird. My father used to tell me that all the time. It's like the moment you start dreaming in a certain language, you know that that is your dominant language. And most of my dreams now are in English. So. Oh, that's interesting. And how did they feel, though, when that became your dominant language? Were they like... Oh, no, 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 they're fine. Okay. Like, it's important. You know, having, I was born in Curacao. In Curacao, the, uh, our language there is documento, just the same as Bonaire and Aruba. Those are the only three islands that speak this uh, language. And, um, well, they were always, my father especially, was always has always seen the importance of speaking English and Spanish because we're a tiny island mm-hmm. uh, receiving tourists every year. He knows the importance of um travel and English so right yeah it's kind of part of it right and if you want to get ahead yeah yeah yeah. okay and did you um so obviously when you have this midlife crisis and you're thinking it's travel how did that kind of evolve then because it wasn't just COVID was it when you're like hey you know what maybe I'll try to just showcase more of my own island and you know like because I know that's how I found you you were on a 
I forget what she was calling it, the Jet Set Chats with uh, Sarah Greaves right. on. Yeah, and you guys, and you were having yeah. a cocktail, and I was like, oh, I just, and we were, I think it was back in early it April. It was, I think, in April, uh, yeah, it was mid-April or mid-April. Yeah, because it was still, like, mistaken. yeah, it was kind of wintry feeling here still in Canada, and I remember thinking, like, oh, man, I just wish, like, your view behind you, it looks so beautiful. <laughs> so did you, has COVID kind of helped spring that along, too? Like, you were saying your YouTube channel and things like that? Right. Well, actually, you know, I've always um, did a lot of posts on my home island at the moment. So I moved to St. Martin uh, almost 20 years ago. So St. Martin is now my home. And I love this island. I've always been in love with it when I used to come here on vacation. And now I live here. So it's kind of like one of my dreams come true. Um, I met my husband here. And okay. So it's it's a build a life. It's it's just it's the place that I love to come home to. Yeah. Um. So and that also has helped with the English, by the way, since you know that's the dominant language here. Um. But uh. No, I think I think what it was is that it, I've always been pro Saint Martin and tried to promote it as much as possible whenever and however I could. But I think with COVID, yes, of course, being now. And I remember telling you this earlier before we started recording that I shouldn't use the word stuck because there are worse places to be stuck at. Yes. Um, it's, uh, it's, then I started thinking about all of this because I'm very pro sustainable tourism and responsible travel. So I started thinking about how could I promote the small local businesses that rarely get mentioned in brochures and stuff. Um, so that I then I started a blog series, a guide to St. Martin. So I'm trying to promote, you know, what to see, what to do, what to experience, where to stay, um, those kind of things. So it's like there's a lot that comes that is available on St. Martin that a lot of people don't know of, and that goes for the other Caribbean islands as well. We might be tiny, and we might be um, we promote a lot of the sun, sand, sea, but there's so much more than just that. Yeah. And I think uh, we were also chatting before a little bit about how social media is kind of, it's an amazing thing. It also has obviously its drawbacks, but in terms of tourism, that's what I've really loved because I think as I've traveled to, I try to stay with friends or somebody who kind of gives you a little bit more information than just a guidebook. And mm -hmm. it's great to see Instagram accounts like yours where it's like, okay, so yeah, there is life beyond the resort, you know, for the people who just kind of fly in, fly out, don't exactly. go anywhere else. Yeah. And it's, I don't know the difference between going to one island from the next, if that's all you're going to do really, and not actually experience the, the local culture, the food, you know, some mm -hmm. of the best restaurants are never anywhere near, you know, these huge resorts not and everything else. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's where I'm always, I've always been, um, not against, uh, I'm, a, I'm not against any kind of stuff that can bring in, in money for the island, but all inclusive resorts are very limited. Yeah. They don't give you the the sense of actually emerging in the in the culture of a place. And I think you miss out a lot when you go into an all inclusive resort and all you see are the same people every day um and you know doing the pool, the beach, the the food. The food is never really well, not never, but it's not exactly what the locals eat. Yeah, it's definitely um, not the same. You know, so it's, it's, 
different. It's a different experience. I would love an all-inclusive resort if I wanted to just chill and think about nothing. Absolutely. Those are what those are good for. But if you actually want to know and feel and experience the island, I don't think an all-inclusive resort is the way to go. Yeah, and it's great, like you say, to have these resources. And now especially when a lot of local businesses are really hurting from the lack of tourism. So to, you know, bookmark that, okay, next time I go there, this is great. And, you know, to Mm -hmm. see how you can actually really support the local economy. And exactly. Yeah. And now with all your travels, so being from Curacao, now you're in St. Martin, do you have any other like favorite islands that you would recommend for people to explore or what makes them so unique or maybe so different from where you're from or where you've been? Mm-hmm. I get asked this a lot when it comes to my favorite islands, and it's very hard to answer because the islands that I've been to, and believe me, I still have the majority of the Caribbean to explore. I haven't been to all of them yet, but it is definitely on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I have to say Anguilla has stolen my heart from the beginning, and Anguilla is just a 20-minute ferry ride from here, so I try to go as often as possible. Wow. So the one thing, you know, when when... Somebody asked me this question now. Anguilla is the one that blurts out of my mouth. Why? Because I haven't been able to go in three months or four months, actually. So yeah. it's killing me. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> so close. I can, I, can get to it. I can actually see it and I can't get to it. You know? yeah. so it's, um, but I have to say that uh, Puerto Rico is also one of my one of my all-time favorites. Um, this island is so much more than San Juan. And I can't believe that so many people are like, yes, I've been to Puerto Rico. Okay, where have you been to? San Juan. No, honey. Yeah, okay. to Puerto Rico. <laughs> you have to get out of San Juan and explore the mountains and the other parts of Puerto Rico. And, you know, to really kind of like get a feeling um, of the Puerto Ricanness, as I call it. It's um, The people there are so patriotic. It's, it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's nice. They're very proud of their islands and they show it every time they talk about it. It's with so much gusto and so much passion. Yeah. It's it's really a nice feeling and they're all about sharing their experiences, especially once you get outside of Puerto Rico. The people are so much friendlier and so much open to, um, you know, to telling tourists about their little gems. Yeah. And that's kind of the nice thing when you can go to a place more than once, you know, like, it's like when people say I've been to this one place, it's like the tiniest part of it, you know, (laughs) you need to kind of explore the whole thing. And that's the beauty of this is like, even on the tiny islands, a lot of people don't realize that, but you can actually, and I know it's human behavior to tend to want to go like, if you're visiting the BVI, for instance, once a year, you tend to go to the same places you've always gone to because you know it's good or you know you like it. Yeah, easy. you know, I do always urge people to try to break your traditions and try to uh, do something new at least once during your trip just so to get to know something a different side of the island and Puerto Rico has that it's like every time I visit there's something else to explore something else to discover yeah um, you know so that's the that's the beautiful part of it I just I, I really, really love Puerto Rico. It's a place that I can easily move to. Okay. Wow. That is a big endorsement then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you really love it. You could move there. Yeah. Yes, I really do. <laughs> yeah. And do you, um, you know, speaking of bucket lists, because I think that's the other thing that gets maybe not annoying, but a lot of people think the Caribbean is like, you know, five islands or whatever, you know, the big ones that everyone tends yeah, to go to. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we there's get Jamaica. Like a lot of people yeah. think uh, the Caribbean's Jamaica or Jamaica is the Caribbean. That's it. That's yeah. It. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, That's no, the no. extent of it. And there's so many <laughs> islands to explore. And like you say, what is nice is when they are 
you know, so close together, if you want to like the leeward chains or something, you know, and then you could kind of yeah. maybe see if you, especially, you know, when we talk about in terms of yacht vacations, you could, but again, are you spending that much time in port? Are you, you know, like to actually know where to go mm-hmm. and make the best use of that time. And, um, outside of the Caribbean then, do you do much travel outside of there or is that something on your bucket list? I try to, I try to as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, like you do get a little bit of, uh, look, I've never, I've lived in the Netherlands, uh, and I've worked and lived in the Netherlands and studied in the Netherlands. So I know you are Oh my gosh, well. that's very different my from where parents, you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But, but being from a Dutch island, it wasn't that much. Not for me anyway. True. Um, yeah. The weather is what I'm thinking. In, well, the weather, I actually, you know what I love? It's fall season. That's I true. Love yeah. it. I love the rain and the changing colors. I love the atmosphere in fall. Yeah. Um, and so, so different. Yeah. I fell in love with was I did the Pacific Northwest of the United States um, last year in September. Okay. And I did a solo trip of two weeks. I did Oregon Coast, and then I did Seattle, and then I went for three days into the Olympic National Park. Wow, that is that was that was the top of my bucket list at that time. I this was a vacation that I that I planned for. I think it must have been thirty years ever since I saw the Goonies for the first time. Oh wow! <laughs> I love this connection already. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so this was definitely like one of those dream trips that I finally got to make last year. And I absolutely love that region. I would definitely go back. Okay. This time I want to venture into Canada, of course, as well. Okay. Um, my husband is actually was actually born in Canada. So we, we oh, used to travel to Toronto a lot. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, we, we do. I do get the outside. I do travel outside of the Caribbean at least once, twice a year. But, um, of course, this year is completely different. <laughs> yeah. uh, this year's a write-off. <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been outside of St. Martin in a very long time, so let alone the Caribbean. But, yeah, no, I do try to – what I try to do every year is try one new island in, in the Caribbean and then one trip outside of the Caribbean. That was okay. what I was working on. That's a nice balance. Yeah. And you were saying before, as a recovering people pleaser, you you would go with your husband. Now is your <laughs> husband, is he happy to go along with you kind of thing? Or um, No, he's actually in the beginning, he had a hard time understanding why I wanted to go by myself. Yeah. And then with the new result and traveling with me, he quickly realized, okay, this is definitely not my kind of vacation. He's okay. the kind of vacation, he's the vacation guy that will sit in a luxury Airbnb watching TV and then going to malls, okay. shopping malls. <laughs> this doesn't and sound like is, how you travel. That is yeah. the equivalent of kill me now. That's okay. The most terrible thing I can actually put on my list of things to do. <laughs> Not that I don't enjoy shopping. I just enjoy it a little less. Well, especially when you're somewhere new, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like there's so much more to see. And here I am. I'm entering one gap and going into Zara and then going into one of these other chains. That's a problem. Yeah, the world is so small (laughs) now. You don't see anything. Yeah. So I dragged him. We actually did three days in Paris. Um, Oh, nice. It's way too little, obviously. Yeah. And I dragged him on three days all over the place and gave him such a hard time that I don't think he ever wants to travel with me again. (laughs) I love that you guys work, though. You know, this is great that you just know, like, we're different the way we travel and experience vacation. And, you know, we found something that works for us. And opposites do attract. I guess that's what we're learning from. (laughs) Well, do focus on it. This is 
five years in the making to now come to the realization that, okay, we need, we do, we try to do one trip together once a year and okay. then the rest of it, I'm on my own. He's on his own. Okay. So is that one that you're just kind of relaxing then? So it's a balance for both of you? Exactly. You know, like everybody yeah. would just focus on, you know, he likes the things that he likes to do are not exactly terrible things, you know, mm. day in, uh, experience all the restaurants. I love food. Who doesn't? So, you know, I go with him to the different, he loves food. He's a foodie. It's a total foodie. So okay. he goes to restaurants. Good. And that kind of vacation I can definitely do once or twice, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And do you have, I mean, we have a lot of time right now to daydream. So do you have what, <laughs> what will be next on your bucket list? When you can travel, where are you going? The Pacific Northwest is definitely still, I'm, I'm not done. Yeah. I still got to go back. Um, uh, but it's very hard to say because my bucket list keeps changing all the time. I keep yeah. adding and taking off and, you know, so it's, it's really, really hard to say where I want to travel to next before the pandemic. It was the Bahamas. The Bahamas was like my main focus. That's where I want to end up one day. And okay. um, and the Bahamas and Aruba, those two were on my bucket list for this year. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. So, you know, to be completely honest, I'll take anything right now. Okay. <laughs> you will get on that I'll ferry, you're going to Anguilla, and you're done. That's it. I'm good with going to Anguilla and staying there for two weeks for yeah. all I care. It's like, really, no, I, I don't really have something yeah. Right now, but islands, the French islands have always attracted me, and which is the beauty of St. Martin. You go being part French and part Dutch, I can easily go to the French side, which I'm going uh, later on today. I'm going to do the whole long French lunch with my best friend. Okay. You know, nice. with one of their beach bars there, which is always nice. Yeah. And it, it, you really get that complete different sensation. That's the great thing about St. Martin, it's split in two. You have the French side and the Dutch side. And for a person like me that lives, on the Dutch side, traveling to the French side feels like a vacation. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's and I remember different islands. When yeah, there. and you, I think you had said <clears throat> in that uh, cocktail hour that I joined on Instagram Live yeah. that was shut too, wasn't it? During when COVID was at its worst, couldn't you not? That was yeah, yeah. Our borders for the first time in I don't know how long. Yeah, because our borders are normally open. We have open borders. There is yeah. just a sign saying that you are now on the French side or on the Dutch side, but okay. there's nothing else. There's no control. There's nothing. Yeah. So for that to be closed, that's how serious this pandemic was. Yeah. And can you imagine if somebody was actually living on one side but working on the other or had family on the other side? It's just really, really hard for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. We had similar here with some of the provinces, like, and where yeah. I, I'm in Ottawa, which is the capital, but it's very close to the Quebec yeah. province. So the same mm -hmm. thing. And they had, they actually had to have border controls and, you know, checking to make sure, okay, yeah, you work I at the know. hospital. Yeah, or, like, oh, yeah. Exactly. You had to have legit um, uh, permission to be able to enter into either side of the island yeah. so it was really really hard for a lot of people yeah um, and has it been reopened for a while or is this like your first time going back since, okay actually since not too long actually eh? it, it started i think in june okay we time is funny border, with... not too long mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah oh so that's a yeah. little bit of normalcy coming back mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Exactly. So now we can finally go on the French side. And it's hard because you, you go on your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever social media and you see your friends over on the French side partying up to at the places that you'd love to visit <laughs> and you're unable to go. And, and it's you know, not it's far. Like, seriously, yeah. it's just over the hill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my crazy. gosh. And how we were chatting before, too, because I wanted to get your own perspective on, you know, how COVID's affecting travel, you think. But also as somebody who lives on, you know, a big tourist island, Island. how do you feel with when tourism does reopen like are you feeling a little anxious about it like a lot of people I know or are you thinking yeah let's get this economy booming again well listen for somebody whose bread and butter was tourism and yeah. um, travel it, it hit me of course very hard and at the moment I'm not doing what I love to do yeah uh, or not as much of it um, I mean I've traveled enough to come up with stories for a hundred years but still it's not the same um, living on an island that is completely 100% dependent on tourism, you ha- cannot even begin to fathom how hard this pandemic is hitting our economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing large resorts closing their doors, whether it's permanently or temporarily, hundreds of people out of a job. Um, it's the small little businesses that be- that have been you know, barely keeping afloat are now closing restaurants up for sale. It's, it's really affecting us. And it's, it's crazy when you actually think about it. It's a three-month period that has completely devastated an entire economy. Yeah. And you it's... know, and we were just getting back on our feet after Irma. So um, you can imagine if, if we had only, if this pandemic had started at the beginning of our off season, if we had, it just would have hold off for like yeah. two, three months, we would have been able to, because that's an expected time when, when revenue drops on the island, you know, yeah. between the months of June and September, October, there's always less tourists. So we know how to survive those months, but not when you try to still come up with the rest of your money to be able to survive that and bam, everything shuts down and beginning of March. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. And I don't think a lot of people so we think about that. Out of three months. It's um it's really hard. So for me personally, I've always been like pro let's open the borders. This is a virus, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna have to be clean little humans instead of dirty little people like we're used to. Yeah. You know, take wash your hands, wear a mask, do the necessary to still be able to get this economy back on the road. Problem is, and this is where St. Martin was doing so well, we finally got COVID under control. We didn't have another case happening. And then we decided 1st of July is when the the, uh, airports were reopened. What happened is that just at the announcement of this is when the U.S. had this big... well, you know what's going on in Florida and in <laughs> yeah. Texas. And it's, um, you know, most of our flights are directly out of Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and all right. of the hot zones, um, Atlanta. So um, then a day before the 1st of July is when the government announced we're opening the airport, but not to the U.S. Okay. Which... And while that was the sensible solution, and it's, I agree with the government for doing this, it is also the hardest because let's be honest, the U.S. and Canadian tourists are who dri- is our driving force behind yeah. our economy. Just so close and easy to get to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it, it was it was hard 
and at the same time, I understand. But yeah. understanding is not going to fill my pockets at the end of the day. Well, that's it. And I think that's why it's kind yeah. of so divisive, right? Like some people who maybe still well, have work. Well, I shouldn't work. even say... Well, I shouldn't even say fill my pocket. I should just say feed me. At this time, there are people who are just so desperate. They have been paying, they have been living paycheck to paycheck and now haven't had a paycheck for the past four months. So you can imagine how hard it must be. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're all still clinging to the, you know, there'll be such a pent up need for travel that, you know, we're all going to yeah. see the effects of that, which is great. But also at the same time, we don't know when that's going to be. And, and like you say, at the end of the day, I think the quicker people realize it isn't going anywhere and it's like, okay, I'll wear my mask, I'll wash my hands, do it, you know. And only even here, a lot of people in Canada are wearing masks. Again, it's different from province because some provinces had hardly any cases. Some had way more. Like obviously, you know, in Ontario where Toronto, you know, huge pockets where the population is. And Mm -hmm. um, But now it's they're making it mandatory because finally it's just like we can't keep not going out or not doing things. People need to go back to work. So, you know what, wear a mask if you're inside. And that cuts it a huge amount. So, I mean, I get it. It's probably not the most glamorous thing when you're on vacation. But then I'm seeing all these new Instagram people coming out with, like, beautiful masks and turning it into fashion. And it's like, yeah, let's just lean in. So many. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think so. So it will and, be and interesting. I, you know what? It's the same as, as a, I, I compare it to a hurricane, which, of course, you know, the, the ramifications are a little different. But um with a hurricane, it's the same thing. A lot of people have lost either property, businesses, and stuff. You'll see them evolve into something completely different. You might even find that you have a talent elsewhere that you never knew existed before. True. You know, sometimes hardship is what drives us to be creative. Um, and I think a lot of people tend to forget that. Uh, it might not make you rich, but who knows? It, it, it might just take off. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, the pivoting. Oh, try it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of you people. You know, I, I started, you know, promoting my dear island to St. Martin mostly. And, you know, I started a vlog series with a guide to St. Martin. It's something that I've always done for other destinations, but now I'm doing it for my own um, island. So it, 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 it changes the, your view on a lot of things. So you've got to do whatever you got to do to survive. So. Yeah. And I think it's also in a way, like you just said, it's making people fall back in love with where they're from and what's close to them. Yeah. You know, like now we're never tourists in our own home cities Mm -hmm. and towns, I don't think. And, you know, before we're like, we'll, we'll settle for anything anywhere that is in our house. And it was the same. We, we did, um, now I don't know, this isn't for everyone, but we actually went like backcountry camping. So you canoe out, we took the dog. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It was just, it wasn't my house, and it was great. <laughs> Nobody was yeah. around. I didn't even see anyone. It was like the perfect self-isolated holiday. Um, and exactly. I think, but yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. You get out, you get outside, you see something new to you, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It's perfect. I'm not cooking the same food in my oven. I'm outside <laughs> over yeah. a fire. I don't care. It's <laughs> It was just different, and I honestly think it filled my cup for a while. So I think a lot of people, and you're probably seeing the same, are you? Like, do you find a lot of people doing these, like, staycations and things like that around Oh, here? yeah. Staycation is a big thing now. And also, you know, we do get a lot from the different islands, especially Guadalupe and Martinique, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, Martinique is definitely on the bucket list and I am I don't know how even if I have to swim to Martinique (laughs) I will get there this year put the GoPro on put it on your YouTube channel (laughs) (laughs) you know gotta 
I'm putting it out in the universe. That's it. Manifest. I'm going to Martinique this year. Um, So, no, so we do get a lot of people from Martinique because it's so easy. Because, you know, a lot of people know about that really well-known, popular airport that we have on the Dutch side, the Princess Juliana Airport, you know, where the planes land really low. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that beach. So, of course, everybody knows that. But we actually have a smaller airport on the French side called Le... Let's something. Okay. <laughs> I forgot it's the smaller. name right now. But how can I forget the name? L'Esperance. There we go. Okay. L'Esperance Airport in Grand Cas on the French side has direct flights to Martinique, Guadeloupe, Dominica, all of these former or now still French islands. So you right. can easily hop on over to Martinique or Guadeloupe or Dominica. I think they even go, well, St. Bart's, of course. Bart's is just a 45-minute ferry ride. We have Seba. Seba is gorgeous. It's also just uh, an hour ferry ride. And then, of course, you have Anguilla, which is British Islands. It's just we have so many options here on St. Martin for, to making our staycation a fabulous one. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's in some ways uh, there was a – I'm not sure if it was Canada, but somebody else said – that almost became like a promotion out of COVID too, which was like, put your money back into your own country. So normally you go exactly. spend your dollars I've elsewhere. I think Curacao do that a lot too. Yeah. They started this from the moment it went into lockdown. They already started um, posting about, you know, now is the time to invest in your own businesses and your own people. And then so they had this whole campaign running, which was not an official campaign. This was just somebody posted it and then it kind of like, spread like wildfire yes yeah um but everybody was just waiting for the lockdown to be lifted so that they can go out and then kind of like put their money back into their own local economy yeah so that is what i feel the marketers are not realizing yet how important it is everybody is just sitting and crying over spilled milk instead yeah. of actually getting up and doing something about it yeah yeah and you i know, think we have these all of these fabulous other islands try to attract their business for once instead of us going to them try to make it attractive enough for them to come to us and we do get a lot of travel from uh martinique and guadalupe especially so why not try to get them to be more interested in a little vacation on st martin yeah and i think we're before this and i think we can still have big dreams you know the bucket list isn't going to go anywhere but i think it also makes you be a little oh, bit no. more set. my yeah. bucket list is just growing and growing <laughs> now i have no other time but to focus on oh let's add this one. Oh, i know <laughs> and you're trying to look for breaks like we were saying before you know social media can also be kind of a burden and so when you do need a break you're only like what i do i'll search hashtags of places i want to go or whatever and then it's just beautiful mm-hmm. pictures of these areas and i don't need to get sucked into uh any negative comments or anything so uh yeah that's that's true the the list is growing and it's it's exciting and then you realize you can't plan anything and then it's like (laughs) i find you go through these wave of emotions so well the problem is that when you if i do get to the position um because let's be honest it's travel that we're talking about it's still considered a luxury uh, Mm -hmm. uh lifestyle for many although for me it's more a necessity um it's you know, it's travel. So you never know if you're able to go to that one destination you've always wanted to because you're always dependent on air travel and whether you yeah. can afford it or not. Yeah, very true. Yes. So, so whatever comes, whatever drops in your path, I grab and go. That's my philosophy. Whether it's back to Anguilla or I can finally afford to go to the Bahamas on my own, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do they, you um... know, like, yeah, it all depends on the airfare, really, because airfare in the Caribbean, let's be completely honest, is killing us. Yeah. And for us to travel, that's why you see so many islanders travel to the States and to Canada, because it's so much cheaper. I can get a straight flight from St. Martin to Toronto and be there for $300, $350, and I can visit, and it's going to cost me almost the same to fly to Nevis which I can also see from my house. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's that if we could get a little bit more cooperation between all of these local airlines and regional airlines, then we can make the inter-island travel also a thing for us, you know? Yeah, which might be something to come out of this, right? Because it's just, a, like yeah. you say, hop, skip, exactly. and a jump. Focus, yeah. Focus now more on the, on the regional travel instead of all of the people that you hope will one day come back. Yeah, and it's similar here because um, I spent about almost 10 years in, in the UK, so traveling Europe, and flights are ridiculously cheap. And then I moved back to Canada, and it's the same thing. It costs the same for me to fly to Vancouver, you know, from the yeah. east side, then I might as well go. <laughs> it's the same flight time, really, so I might as well go to Europe. Right. Like I think that's what a lot of people think, and, you know, you're missing out on all these beautiful spots in your own country. So, um, yeah. yeah, maybe airlines can listen up and maybe they're tuning in and can also take note Please, of this. So now our airports are open, our airport is open, our airports are open yeah. and we can travel again, but uh, regional and to Europe, those are the two places that we can go to. Um, and we are really anxiously awaiting the return of our friends from Canada and the US. Um, but, but yeah, I have to say that uh, if we can get the regional, if we can start focusing a little bit more about how beautiful the other islands in the Caribbean are and how much there is to explore, I think you know we can we can we can start a regional. Uh, uh, what do you say that a travel within the islands instead of what every islander has been used to? You know, yeah. going to New York, to Atlanta, or to uh, Miami. Those are the three destinations that everybody wants to go to. Yeah. So, and it is funny because, like you said, there's worse places to be. But for someone who's from, yeah. you know, a, a exactly. hot climate, they also want something different. Like we want something different when I'm cold. Yeah, and but I want... also, yeah, right, absolutely. But don't forget also that we in the Caribbean we grow up with American and Canadian TV. So Very true. To see yeah. all of this constantly and you are not there so for a lot of us when we finally are able to travel because let's be honest it's not everybody it's not everybody can travel like most like some of us do right um when they finally can guess what they're gonna go they're gonna go to that one place where they've seen that restaurant being advertised a million times yeah you know? yeah that's very true yeah and even us so, i mean we grew up on american tv so it's yeah the, the few so programs you know we have and, and all these really crappy restaurants. Yeah, maybe that's why your husband <laughs> likes the malls. We'll be daydreaming of chili. Literally anything right now, right? As long as like, restaurants were closed, I'll take chilies. I'll do it. I don't care. I'll take chilies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, this was really fun. And also, I want to know... Um, because I know we like we had a lot of plans that we were going to chat about. But before I forget, I want you to tell everyone where to find you so they can go and get all this inspiration now and start planning their trip to St. Martin when it's safe. Yeah, to St. Martin and the rest of the Caribbean. Don't forget, I'm also like the unofficial spokesperson for Caribbean <laughs> travel. Okay, great. I'll declare 
the South declared Caribbean person. Anyway, okay, um, I like it. <laughs> yeah, you can you can find me on my website. It's travelingislandgirl.com. It's traveling with one L. Okay. Uh, how do you spell it in in Canada? You know what's funny? I was gonna specify because it's two L's, and so and it is in the <laughs> okay. UK. So like we yeah. have a lot of European listeners. So I'm like, okay. Anyway, I'll tag everything up. But yeah, it's great for you to tell them. So <laughs> travelingislandgirl.com. The traveling, the traveling island girl, because there's actually somebody in Puerto Rico that has traveling island girl. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, have... <laughs> so if you want to find me, Brazil, it's thetravelingislandgirl.com, and and the same handle goes for the same name goes for my other handle. So it's Instagram, it's the traveling island girl, YouTube as well. Okay. And on Facebook. Yes, and now that you said you've been starting this blogging and everything, I'm going to go check out your YouTube channel right after this too. Yeah, so. check out my guide to St. Martin. My yes. Guide to St. Martin. I'm, starting, I'm starting to become really, um, I'm starting to love this whole blogging thing. Yeah, and uh, it's probably also, I mean, like you say, it doesn't um, fill your pockets, but at the same time, it's probably yeah. almost like great just practice for then, and then you're going to be so quick too. Like that was the thing I realized when I started traveling a lot as a journalist you know, mm-hmm. how quickly you could actually knock out content or something and like what people want to hear. And like, you're probably getting feedback yeah. from all your followers because they're all sitting at home with nothing to do. <laughs> they're just like looking at your pictures <laughs> and videos. So uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how it grows and hopefully come down to St. Martin sometime and go for a cocktail. What's your cocktail down there that you, you had uh, when you were on that Instagram oh live? I thought it was like a, one well, of your island very, cocktails. Very- it's very difficult. It's where we go. A lot of people tend to go with the seasonal, which, by the way, there's an episode with the best bartender of the Caribbean who is from here. Okay. I have one of my episodes is about him, and he makes a, um, what was it, a ton? It's a mango cocktail. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll come Made to that. Made with fresh mangoes. Okay. That's kind of cool. I've yeah, been seeing so lots of people have, like that. Like, only one, but I think, well, the pina colada is, is, is of course, famous yeah Caribbean, Caribbean round um and what else the painkiller we do get a lot of people asking for the painkiller which is more a bvi drink okay. um but yeah so so yeah but our own especially no the funny thing about the martin is that here alcohol is cheaper than a bottle of water sometimes so okay we, we do tend to <laughs> great for vacation quite a lot of different so okay what there's rum in that sure make it okay it yeah matter. it's clear <laughs> it's got to be as good as water right yeah Oh, yeah, right. Uh, hydrates in a uh, way, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it does. If anything, well, then you just go to liquid. sleep. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Oh well, I'm gonna check out those videos too. Thank you so much, Rizal, for your time. I really appreciate this. Um, I encourage everyone I to go so follow you. This, yes, for the conversation alone was fun. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you too, and enjoy your lunch today with your friend. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You'll see it all over Instagram because I okay. can't stay away from that story. Okay. Stuff, I'll be tuning know? in wishing I was there. Don't worry. Oh, I'll send you a little shout out. <laughs> okay. Just to make you extra jealous. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Rizal. I appreciate that. Take care. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.